8.42. On today's TMI, we're talking about beg packers. Yeah, not back packers, but beg packers. These are people who beg for money to fund their travels. When I think back to my uh, experiences over the years traveling, I, I think I've probably been aware of a beg packer here or there. Uh, someone who's been maybe trying to get a little bit of help with their travels. I was actually um, once in India and I met a, a, a middle-aged Englishman who told me the best way to travel in India is to go there with one rupee and uh, and, and, and kind of experience India at that level. I, I thought he was insane at the time because I, I couldn't have imagined doing it myself. But... Um, <laughs> But he was very uh, much a supporter of that way of travelling. Uh, but but it wasn't so much a bagpacker thing as more of a sort of living like the very roughest of people in that country, which is not an easy thing to do. Um, Rafael Rashid, I know you've done a lot of travelling yourself, and you're you're pretty vocal on this <laughs> question of bagpacking as well. Good morning to you. Good morning. Um, so th- this uh, bagpacker trend is something that you have got really on board with. Can you just describe a little bit? where it came from, how this all started. Uh, yeah, I mean, to, to start off, I mean, those unfamiliar with the, the term, as you, as you said, a bagpacker is a combination of the words beg and uh, backpacking. So, it's, you know, usually people who go around the world um, or claim to be going around the world um, and they ask for financial help to fund their travels by essentially begging on the street. So... They might be playing instruments, um, selling postcards or photos, or or just having a hat out and doing nothing. And this started, um, it started years back actually in uh, Southeast Asia, in places like Thailand and Cambodia. It spread to Malaysia, Indonesia, Hong Kong, Taiwan, and over the past approximate year and a half or two years, uh, it's it's come to Korea. So. You'll have backpackers uh, all over Seoul, Jongno Samga, Shincheon, Itaewon, Shindorim. Uh, not just Seoul, you'll have them in other cities. Uh, Busan is a favorite hotspot at the moment. Yeah, it's, um, it's interesting because traditionally speaking, well, I say traditionally, over the last few years, you don't see many sort of, hi- I, I'm going to use the word hippie-ish because often <laughs> the clothing is sort of slightly yeah. hippie-inspired, isn't it? And And it's a different look to the to the foreigners that you're, one is accustomed to seeing sure. in Korea. It's not Thailand in that respect, or it hasn't been traditionally. Um, but you've been discussing it a lot in, in Korean media. You've been personally getting a lot of attention. You've been getting <laughs> threats, haven't you, online from people. Have you seen any changes since last year? Um, to be honest, uh, I'm not too sure uh, there's any improvement. Uh, if anything, I think... Uh, there are more than ever before. Uh, I, you know, I literally step out my house and there's a backpacker right there. Um, I don't do it on purpose. Uh, when I go to to work, they're there. I go to the gym, they're there. I go home, they're there. So um, yeah, I don't. I don't. Th- I think their numbers are increasing actually, and I see quite a lot of photos online as well. Um, I personally, I mean, some people may disagree with me, but I, I report them to the police um, and police don't really do much about it um so i think yeah the problem is is still there and i think it's growing i i said briefly before when i said we're going to talk about this that my initial feeling on it was well i don't think it is particularly tasteful but on the other hand if if they want to sit there and ask for money and people want to give the money then 
kind of live and let live. Um, you, though, have explored this much further. <laughs> and and, and, and I, you wrote a very thoughtful article, actually, that I read, uh, which you outlined all the various reasons why big packing is wrong. Uh, one of those reasons was uh, that it runs foul of the law. Yeah, uh, I mean... I mean, put simply, yeah, it is against the law to earn money on a travel visa, according to South Korea's Immigration Act, Article Twenty. Uh, it states that a foreigner sojourning in Korea who intends to perform activities corresponding to a different status of sojourn uh, shall obtain prior permission for those activities. Meaning, uh, you know, if you want to work here, essentially, you need to get a permit or, or work visa. Um, and those who violate this article are subject to deportation. Uh, and also, the act of begging itself is illegal if um, if deemed to um, be a nuisance or interfere with other people. Personally, it interferes <laughs> with my commute to the gym. But you know, and there are the, there are various. I mean, there's even a, a there's a law about morality. Um, <laughs> There are many laws, and uh, yeah, essentially, it's illegal. Mm. Yeah, I, I mean, there's so many conflicting thoughts that uh, that kind of circle through my mind. For, for a few years, I've had sort of random foreign, sort of Hare Krishna devotees coming up to me asking me for money sure. for something or another. Sure. Uh, if I don't subscribe to their theology should or, or their spirituality uh, is it any different well, to being asked to fund y- someone's travel yeah i mean i think it is i mean the thing is i uh i guess my one of my biggest issues is you know and i've said this before that travel is a luxury um afforded to only a few privileged in society uh, and you know if you cannot afford to travel don't do it let alone ask locals to pay for your trip um you know and it's it's kind of like glamorizing poverty which i am strongly against right uh, you that, know that i think that is where the distasteful aspect of it comes from that i referred to before yeah and i mean of course you've got every case is different and these backpackers are all over town in different places um in particular, you know, I, I, I've said this again and again. I, I live in Jungno Samga, and there's a, a substantial part of town uh, of of that district um, where a lot of very very poor people uh, who live in absolutely squalid conditions live, and I see the backpackers literally begging right in front of these people. And the worst part is, they actually give money to these so-called travelers. I mean the poor people yeah literally and then they don't they don't really and they they don't really know what's going on and they just see one person put a banknote so they feel maybe the pressure to put a banknote themselves and then soon enough you've got a banknote going in the hat every 20 seconds yeah uh yeah I, I, it it is distasteful that um but let me just put something theoretical towards you now. Let's say that sure. you are a foreigner living in Korea, not a traveller per se, uh, but a foreigner living in Korea and you fall on hard times and you end up being homeless. Let's say like many foreigners living in London. I mean, not every homeless okay. person is English. Should you be allowed to beg for money in that situation, regardless of the colour of your skin or where you're from? I mean, 
you know, if if I mean, if I found myself in such a situation, I, I think the first thing I'd do is call my embassy, or at least, yeah. But but you know, <laughs> if we were in England having this conversation, and well, you said that foreigners shouldn't be allowed to beg, it is, would go down badly. If someone is in a desperate situation, and even though you know, in theory, begging is in theory illegal. If someone is in a desperate situation, I'm I'm not necessarily against um, you know people asking for help. Yeah, um, it's it's just that if you start not you personally, but if one starts saying, "Oh, these foreign beggars should go back where they came from," yeah, but they're not beggars. That's no, the point. I, I know these aren't, <laughs> but from a position of law, I think we have to be very careful of of the situation that police might find themselves in because i it's very rare here but i have actually seen a couple of legitimate foreign homeless people yeah yeah and if if they were treated the same way as a big packer then it it might be challenging from a policing point of view um of course these big packers in many cases you're you're personally very suspicious about their motivations and and that's what's made you the big packer buster Raphael. <laughs> have you actually ever asked or confronted them of course i i've i've confronted them many many times um you know usually i'll, I'll go up to them and ask what they're doing or what they're selling um if they don't suspect me then they will just talk in english um as soon as i start asking uh, questions about why you know is is this real or asking a bit more confrontational questions, then suddenly they pretend they can't speak English. Um, well, and often they're not from uh, English-speaking countries, which complicates this even further because you and your article that you wrote made a very interesting point that for, for some, not all, but for some Koreans, they would view these white big packers, maybe presume they're from an English-speaking yeah. country such as America and find it very odd and, and find it very confusing that they're begging at all. Yeah, I mean, I've received a lot of um, criticism online for, for raising the uh, skin colour issue, but most of these big packers are um, white and they might be coming from a variety of countries, uh, but, you know, for the everyday, uh, you know, older Korean person passing by, they just see the skin colour and assume they're Western from from a mighty country and Mm. they they cannot understand how they can be in such a position. Um, We've got some messages here. Let's get to some feedback here. 9981. I wonder, though, whether money coming from begging can be considered income? Um, Yeah, I I think it's a business, to be honest, because they're they're here for not just one or two days. Some are here for a year. I've seen people every day. Begging... In certain parts of the world, tragically, it is a business, but not necessarily for the beggars themselves. Uh, sure. People will even be maimed in order to raise money for someone else. 5581, beg packing is the epitome of entitlement. Earn your travel or stay in your mum's basement. <laughs> it looks like you've got a kindred spirit there, Raphael. <laughs> uh, but speaking of spirits, 4106 says they're just free spirits. Um. Yeah, you know, anyone can be a free spirit at heart. Okay, what about, I mean, so talking of privilege, you you know, where you and I are from, Raphael, a lot of people will either work and earn money or they'll get money from their parents and have a so-called gap year where they yeah, go travelling yeah, around yeah. the world. If you're from a, an East European country, you don't have access to that sort of fund, but you want to travel anyway... Yeah. What's your view? Well, Just I, don't travel, would, would you say? say? I would say it's, it's great to have dreams, but if you can't, then then don't. I mean, I, I would tell those people what about um, 
the millions of people who uh, work in sweatshops? Um, what about those who pick trash to eat uh, on a daily basis? They also want to travel, or they might have some distant dream to one day step foot out of their country, but they know they can't. Okay, so what do you think ultimately should be done? Just um, lose their visa, kicked out? Yeah, um, <laughs> yeah, honestly, I think we should be deporting them. Uh, I think it should be the ultimate goal of authorities, although they're not taking it very seriously at the moment. Uh, if anything, they should be fined. Um, you know, I think authorities should uh, send a strong message that this kind of behaviour is unacceptable. And otherwise, if if police and authorities continue to you know, um, turn a blind eye, the the problem is just going to increase, in my opinion. Do you want to send out a message to those uh, <laughs> often white males that are getting in touch with you online to send abuse to you, Raphael, for uh, taking a stand? No, I'd, I'd, I'd rather <laughs> keep quiet. All right, you, you can keep quiet on that, but I'll say to them, you know, it's a complex issue. <laughs> and, and, and I know Raphael very well, and he's not... Uh, He's not trying to attack white men per se with this. Uh, and it's not just white males either, but uh, men and women who are <laughs> big packing. Um, the fact that there is a, a skin colour trend, uh, it's difficult to entirely ignore either. Um, Raphael, another thing I want to say, though, is wherever people stand on this issue, you have shown that one person can make a stand. You've got international <laughs> media outlets from all over the world contacting been you. like 20 this week. <laughs> as some sort of spokesperson for the big packer busters. I don't know what's going on, but yeah. Uh, you, you, should, you should be the arbitrator between Korea and Japan. <laughs> you've clearly shown that you've got power online. Uh, thank you very much. It's wonderful to have you here. Thank you.